This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hey guys, I'm Sai, and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation. On the channel, we've got interviews, podcasts, series, and content on a various subjects, including mental health, football, serial killers, films, TV, conspiracy theories, writing, music, and more. All our shows are available in video format at youtube.com slash acepodcastnation and audio at all the usual podcasting platforms. Today's show is my favorite type of show. Instead of the usual format, it's uh, episode number nine, I think, but maybe ten of our series unscripted and uncensored where i uh, have no prep no script no run through completely unedited uncensored we just uh, have some talking points some subjects questions sent in by the people on twitter or facebook or email whatever and uh, we just go where those questions and things take us it can be a lot of fun definitely go off the rails definitely go off on various tangents talking about random shit and uh, Definitely be a lot of fun. Today I'm joined by uh, one of the UK MMA and Welsh MMA's top prospects. You heard Jack Shaw recently talk on our, on our show extremely highly of him. Uh, he was the winner of the Cage Warriors European Grand Prix. Uh, joining me is uh, Mr. Oban Evil. Elliot, 3-0 and in Cage Warriors, or professionally in Cage Warriors now at the moment. Welcome, buddy. How's it going? How are we doing, side Top man, how are we doing? All right, mate. Getting ready for this. I just I was having a quick look through all the questions earlier, and I was like, Jesus. No, is there been, one? Is there a couple? They've been. They, there's a lot of them. They. Uh, I, was, yeah. I was looking. I think you and Jack and Brett have had the most questions. Yeah. Before that, I think it was Rodri Giggs had the most, but a lot of them were like the same questions. Same questions about his brother. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I felt very bad, like with that, because I was like. Uh, cringing every time you're yeah. speaking to him. But like I said to him, I said, look, you know, you knew, we knew that we were going to get loads of these questions. He must have knew so that himself. Yeah, and I said, like, if you don't want to talk about it, we won't. But it's just, it almost builds it 
builds it up more, doesn't it? If you don't talk, yeah, about it, yeah, it's like you're avoiding. And he was like, no, he's a funny guy. Crack it on there, that's hard. I bet that's a that's a hard pill to swallow in there for the oh, brother. Oh, and the worst thing is, mate, and I still can't believe it. And I watch, I seen a clip when he spoke about it the other day. Is his yeah. family? None of them speak to him as if he done something wrong. Like, I don't know who I'd rather be. I I don't know if I'd rather be the guy. You know, I don't know if I'd want to be, yeah, you know, Ryan or Rodri. I don't know. I don't know what's worse. Well, he was sleeping. Your head would be screwed after well, I mean, that. Just, how would you, you ever trust anyone again after that? No, I know. Uh, your head would be screwed. Oh, no. It's a bad one, mate. But uh, then... I couldn't deal with that. I think I'd then... rather be Ryan. I'd rather be the one who's done the, done the deed. Sure. Uh, to be honest. But like he said... On the show, like he said, when he done that Paddy Power advert where he was poking fun at it and that about loyalty and that, have you seen it? Have you seen the advert he did? No. So basically, is the connection gone funny or? Yeah, it did just then. It's gone back now. It's back now. You still hear me? Yeah, yeah, I'm still there. I just hang on, let me. Uh... Let me sort it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, um, but, so Rod, Rodri Giggs did a, he did a, like an advert for Paddy Power where he was basically just poking fun at it, just like saying stuff about yeah. loyal, loyalty and all that. It was all tongue-in-cheek and he got paid, a oh, shitload of, got paid a shitload of money for it. So yeah, yeah. when he done that's, that... That's the way you got... Yeah, when he, when he done it, is uh, one of his family members like said to him, "Oh, you've overstepped the line there, doing the advert." Like, and I was like, "What? He's overstepped the line by like uh, getting paid for it and poking a bit of fun of uh, it." But like Ryan, who's been sleeping with his brother's wife for however many years, that's all right. They're all fine with that. Like, that's that's bizarre, mate. That is just being. Having your brother sleep with your missus for all that time, your head yeah. would be screwed, wouldn't it? It would be like there's no return. Yeah, I don't know how you recover from that, mate. To be honest, but then, like I said, all his family they don't speak to Rodri, and they they're all still friends with you know Ryan and whatever. And no, I, like Rodri said, that yeah, I don't make any sense. Well, Rodri said. Like obviously I don't know, but Rodri said that uh, it was because Ryan pays for their, you know, all their houses and their cars and all that sort of stuff, so they don't want to lose that. But, uh, but obviously I don't know. Well, it makes sense. That's what he it? said. You all, yeah. He's don't annoy him, mate. Yeah. He's got some yeah. coin, isn't he? Well, he's bound to have a, fu- a couple of quid, isn't he? I would have thought. So. Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's yeah, in. definitely. Get into this, uh, into these questions. Um, what I like to do, uh, mate, is before we go into all the questions and the discussion points that everyone sends in, we'll uh, just get you to tell us a bit about you, where you, you know, where you're from, what growing up, and uh, siblings. How you basically ended up where you are today? Well, my name's Oban Elliot. As as you know, I'm originally from Merthyr Tydfil in South Wales. Uh, but when I was a youngster, well, I was seven years old, we moved up in England in a place called Malvern. Uh, I've got, well, I've, I've 
you know, obviously recently just moved back after I finished uni. But um, I've got all together. So it's Joanne, Liam, Lloyd, Lee. No, Lloyd, me, Lee. There's well, there's six of six. I've got all together. Well, five siblings. So from my mother and step stepfather, I've got Tess. Then from my father's previous marriage, I've got Joanna, Liam, and then there's Lloyd. Me and Lee all together, so there's three of us, and yeah, there's, there's a fair few of us, fair like, few yeah. of you, isn't there? Uh, yeah. So, did you say Malvern? You yeah. went to live, yeah, so, yeah there's, li- there's a hotel there, it's one of my favorite places to go. Uh, oh, yeah, well, my missus, yeah, the, the Malvern Spa. Ah, you know that's that it, is? good, there. yeah, yeah, no, that is, yeah, yeah, that's that hydrotherapy to... pool, and it? it was hot. I, water. I've never actually been in there, oh, it's wicked, I've never right? actually been in there, but yeah, no, I, li- I lived there for years, yeah, yeah, it's a nice area, isn't it? Yeah, lovely, lovely. So, I think my, my, my father's idea was get us out of Merthyr for not growing up, you know, the same, yeah, the same way you did years, back, like, you know? Yeah, yeah. Get you out of there in your teenage years. Yeah, yeah. Get you back once you've grown. Yeah. So, um, what's and That's not a, not a name that you hear, like, a lot. No, what, no. Um, where does that come from, do you know? I don't know. Well, because, you know, unfortunately, my father passed away and it, it was his idea to call me Oban. So I'll, I'll never know, you know, people call me Oban, Oban. It's actually pronounced, my name should be pronounced Oban. Right, okay. But yeah, no, I'll, ne- I'll never know, I don't think. I don't make any sense, yeah. do they? You know, no, I, it's, it's... Out with the, there's three brothers all together, three sons he had. And one's called Lloyd, one's called Liam. You know, you'd think I'd be called like Luke or something, wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah, something but no, with an L. Oban, yeah. So when, when did you, how old were you when you first got into like MMA and stuff? Well, MMA, it was, I had my first MMA fight when I was 18. So, but that, that was my first, I originally started training, I, you know, ever since I can remember, you know, my, my mother and father would take, take me and my brother Lloyd, because we, we were only young kids. Um, stuff like, it was everything we were, we like, obviously, gymnastics and stuff like that, swimming, but then we were in like judo classes, up a boxing gym now and then, but me and my brother, used, we used to hate it. But then uh, we, when we moved up to Malvern, when he died, uh, we sort of carried it on. And from that, about the age of seven, eight years old, I was training in Taekwondo. You know, the, you know I don't know if you were at the stand-up, yeah, yeah. stand-up martial art, Taekwondo. And uh, that was, yeah, that I kept that up for, as for a good few years and then stopped for a bit my brother kept kept going he's a little bit older than me he went to a boxing gym then um i sort of followed him because i never used to i never used to get on with it i never used to like it like oh, i used to always good. i always i used to always want to because i watched i think i i can't remember how old it was i was but i remember it like it was yesterday i watched rocky one or three where and I was stood there in my room like yeah that's it I want to I want to be a boxer sort of thing but um I go training and get punched start crying and run to my mother you know I was one, <laughs> I was one of them kids when I was when I was when I was uh when I was you know about that age eight or nine ten and then um when I was in secondary school was when I went to the kickboxing gym where I because the first taekwondo instructor I ever had Julian Burton. He opened up the kickboxing gym and he seen me and my brother. We were two like rowdy, you know, outgoing kids, you know, louder than everybody else up there. And uh, he said, this probably isn't for them. They've got a lot 
far too much energy and you know they need taming taming down a bit discipline a bit yeah so he was opening a kickboxing gym like freestyle kickboxing gym so you know as you can imagine it's just kickboxing a lot of sparring and stuff like that and hitting pads and more like you know like a traditional fighting gym and uh from the age of about 12 i i 12 i think i was just turned I was on the bus back, um, and I said to my brother, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna come training tonight." He's like, "Oh, I say that all the time." And then I, uh, since then, I ne- never looked back. I had a, my first fight three months later. I just picked up to it, you know. I'd always trained, but I never stuck at it because I'd always, you know, oh, if my brother would hit me too hard, we'd argue. And then it was because Lloyd done it first; he carried on. It was, you know, petty yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. But I, I stuck at it fully, hundred percent, from the age of about twelve. And um, from then, yeah, I, I'd fight after fight, tournament after tournament. And my first, my first few fights, I lost. But I was, like, lost my first like three kickboxing fights. I thought, no, I'm having a go. You know, I'm taking part. And then when I won my first one, then I thought, oh, I could keep this up. Then and then great. I, yeah, I got you know, I, you know, and then I, I had a couple of fights in school down the park on on the street. You know, as a young a young kid, like near enough anyone else does, and uh. I started to just love it more and more, and I, you know, um, since from that age right to now, and then I, you know, I, I, I was 18 when I had my first MMA fight, and the rest is seems to be history so far. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, that's quite. It's quite old, that isn't it, to have your first MMA fight for a yeah. like for a pro and it to be 18. Because like a lot a, of people, that's my first amateur amateur MMA bout. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but so before just, then, I'd had about say fifteen amateur kickboxing fights. Yeah. So it, it, whether that was in front of a, a full crowd, or whether that was in a tournament setting where you'd fight say one o'clock in the afternoon, and then you'd see you'd win on the other side of the bracket, and then you'd fight again two minutes, like, like two two minute rounds, but you could have like four fights in a day. Yeah. So I'd that yeah I'd had I'd had I'd done countless tournaments like that in kickboxing so i'd got a real taste for competition and by the time i could train consistently in mma because the gym up in Malvern, there's no gyms on it so i was having to travel on the train up towards worcester and um as soon as i could i, I took a fight yeah and then i never looked back what was your um what, what was your amateur record for in mma eight wins no losses so uh, really like since you've after that initial, uh, those initial couple of losses in kickboxing, yeah, you haven't really lost. I haven't lost since at all. Like. My first three amateur fights, no. But ever, that, I think that's what man. people, what people, people tend to think of me as well. They they always come up to me and say I'm undefeated. It's like I am undefeated, but then again, I've lost before. I know what it's like to lose, and I cared yeah. more then. You know, I I was really worried about losing then. You know, I come out of the ring, big ice bag on my head. But everyone feels sorry for me. Buy me a Mackey's on the way home, something <laughs> like that, you know. And, but now, you know, I, 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 I got a, I got a mindset of a, a bit of a vet. You're undefeated, blah blah blah. Yeah. It, I, I haven't got the. I, I don't know if there's a such a thing as an undefeated fight. That you know, he's going to have lost at some point. Whether he was six years old in a judo competition or whether he's lost for a world title, he's lost at some point. You know, no, there's not a single person. I don't think. On the round of every competition he's ever done, that's fact. I don't think there is. And even if you look at then sparring, 
you know, they've probably lost a round of sparring. Yeah, I well, To me, it's not really a thing. Yeah, it, it's true. Like, I wonder if Khabib's ever lost a round, like a oh. sparring or something. Now, he must have. I but... guarantee. I can guarantee his brothers always. His, his brothers would have filled him in when he was younger. That's what happened with me. I was the youngest brother of three. And then I had my old man. You know, I was literally the smallest man in the family, like, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's how I grew up, getting filled in. Well, that's it, mate. With anyone who's got brothers, they know what it's like to... Uh, like, I was the older brother, so I was all right. But, like, my younger yeah. brother, I used to beat the crap out of him a lot. But this is what it is, isn't it? But I mean, yeah, Khabib's yeah, got yeah. a couple you of brothers, haven't he? And yeah, I suppose yeah. it's even worse if you've got, like, if you've got, um, if all I the brothers be... do combat sports and that. Yeah, well, that was the same. That was the same situation with. He's been training longer. He started before me. He knew every. He knew everything more than I did. I could yeah. never beat him in a spa. I could never. Show him any something he didn't already know. You know, I was just always like, ah, oh, second best all the time. You know, I'm always I was used to being second best. Mm. I think that's it does help my head a bit going in the fights. Going, you know, I it's it's giving me a different mindset. I think you know, my brother would probably say he's got a different one to me. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's, it's an interesting thing, isn't it is because all these different things growing up they influence like how you approach fights, how you approach training how you approach all these different things, it's going to have an influence on in it on your, yeah. on your mindset and your psychology. Going into it. Yeah. So yeah, when, big time, big time. I think, um, yeah, go on, I was just going to say, yeah, yeah. It's good. Um, what's, um, like we, you, your mum and dad, were they all happy when they, when you told them you were going to turn pro and go into fighting as a career? Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, they were, they were, you know, really proud of me. They, they, they know I've want to do this since I was a little kid, you know. And I think to, to, to my mother and all my family, really, none of it comes as a surprise because they know I've, how hard I've worked my whole life for, mm. for this. So when I said, you know, I was turning professional, first thing my, my granddad said was, well, you better, better start getting paid now. And I was like, yeah, well, you know, it'll come and. It's mm-hmm. the first thing he turned around and said. But yeah, other than that, you know, they're all really proud of me. They're all happy. My mother only just started coming to watch me fight like two years ago. Never yeah. seen one before that. Out of, I reckon all it's got to be hard for mums to yeah to watch their kids get like smashed in the face. Yeah, she can't. No, she's only just started. Literally two years. October twenty seventeen was the first time she ever come. Wow, that's mad, no? Yeah, it's exciting time, though, isn't it? For like for UK MMA. Because there's so yeah. many like really like good fighters, and you know there's there's this guy, particularly Wales, mate, especially there's some fighters who could go like to the very top. No, I like, agree with you. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a. I don't think there's ever been a if you take the old UK as a. There's never been a time where. Um, UK MMA's had this many prospects at once. I don't think I can't think of a time that Terry Etting. Back then, I did. You know, none of them were in the talks of being world champions before, apart from Michael Bisping, obviously. Yeah. But obviously now it's you know it's a it's a new new wave, especially you know the boys, me and the boys in my gym. You know, we're diff- we're gonna show a lot. You know, anyone who doesn't think you know 
across the world that you know this little country in the corner yeah, is is a lot we we can we're gonna we're gonna show you know. Yeah, I think uh, people will be surprised over the next couple of years. Some of the Welsh fighters coming up, and like yeah. in the UFC and Cage Warriors and Bellator, and that, I just think they're gonna take over, mate. Yeah, That's I think I they have as well. Yeah, yeah. But like the UK overall, there's like you've got like um, like Paddy Pimblett, and you've got Molly McCann and Darren Till, yeah. Tom Mearns, Brett Johns, Jack Short, uh, John Phillips, Lewis Long. There's so many like either already like in the UFC or already on the brink of UFC or upcoming and ready to really push on over the next couple of years. Yeah. It just could be like, I just think in like three or four years, you could see like a UFC top 10 and it could be filled with British fighters. Yeah. I totally agree with you with it. It's, it's mad how much everybody's come on. You know, I remember you go back seven years. I was, 15, 15. Um, I was still having to explain to people what MMA was. Yeah. And people just didn't have a clue. Like, what's jujitsu? What are they doing on the floor? They just didn't have like the foggiest idea of it. And now it's, you know, it's probably the biggest sport in the UK other than football. And yeah. even football, you know, people are, people are talking about like Liverpool versus Man City or whatever, but they're also talking about the next UFC event coming up. You know, it's oh, yeah. just as big. It literally is just as big. Yeah, I think the only thing which in some ways holds the UFC back from making that next step is that it's always on at like four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it was on at like prime time Sunday night, like or Saturday night, like eight o'clock at night. I just think it would be huge. Like, I think that's the only thing which holds it back. But But I think, um, yeah, yeah, no, you're totally right there. That that'll get like the casual fan watching. But yeah, what I think you'll find is, especially when it's like showing up three, four, four o'clock in the morning. Like groups of lads would go out on a night out and then yeah. they'd and then pick someone's house to go back to and carry on, go all the way through and watch the UFC, you know, no sleep. That's it's like Sweet. a party, you know. <laughs> yeah. I admit I I used to be able to do uh, these days, like I'm coming up forty soon. I um uh-huh. every time I seem to try and stay awake to watch the UFC, I fall asleep at like three o'clock I'm in the morning. I'm saying I tell ask any of the boys, I fall asleep, I fall asleep in a nightclub over. <laughs> I, I always do now. I'm like, ah, yeah. you're one of those who like, fall asleep against the speaker, like. Yeah, it's, I, it's I don't know what it is. I got, I got some. It's like a. I don't know what it is. Obviously, because I can never drink either. Hardly. I'm in fight camp all the time, but so when I do drink, I think you know, I think I'm 18 again. Yeah. And I don't know. It never ends up the same. <laughs> never, <laughs> you know. It's. I'm always having to dip out and go to the kebab shop halfway through a night out. <laughs> I can't fault a kebab. No. So like, so that takes me actually onto one of the questions. One of the questions we had in was, uh, what have you sacrificed to get where you are currently? Oh, I'd say the biggest one for me, you know, I'm 22 now, just turned 22. And the biggest one for me would just be your social life is, is you got to, what have I sacrificed? Well, I went to uni for three years and other than the first term, you know, ask anyone I went to uni with, I right, coming out, no, tra- I've got training tomorrow morning, no, I've got a fight coming up, I'm not drinking for eight weeks or boys will go away to festivals, holidays, no, no, you know, the, the amount of times I've had to, the amount of things I've had to turn down in in reward, in exchange of, you know, de- staying dedicated to my training yeah. to make sure I'm getting better. I know I, I've never got a, 
I've now got in, in over my own head and thought, oh, I'll be right to go have a week off training in Iron Affair and, and come back with four weeks left to prepare for the fight. You know, I've never been like that. I've been dedicated the whole way. I carried myself like a world champion, I, I'd say, you know, because that's, that's my mindset. And The thing is, you've got to be, haven't you? Because, like, these days, fighters, like, say, like you were saying just now, like seven, eight years ago where MMA wasn't as big, yeah. you had MMA fighters where predominantly they'd be like strikers or they'd be grapplers or they'd be yeah. whatever you know they they kind of specialize in one discipline and then yeah. they maybe be all right at some other stuff whereas now all the top fighters can pretty much do everything you've got to do it all you know and and, and the thing is with me i you know i'm only i'm only young but i i had this thing in my head where i'm not going to wait until i'm 21 so i can go out or go out as much as i can go go to all these do every festival every year and do a weekend here, a weekend there, go out on, on the piss with the lads all the time. I didn't want to do that because I know I wouldn't have been able to live with myself, you know, if I'm copping out of my childhood dream. Yeah. Just for the sake of a couple of nights out, you know. So that's, for what I've had to sacrifice is, you know, a lot, a lot of money. Life. A lot of money, my entire social life, ask any of the boys. But they all support me, you know, they, we all come together every fight and I still see them now when I can. Um, but yeah, you know, I've had to sacrifice a lot. You know, if I go out with my girlfriend anywhere, if I'm in fight camp, I'm, um, you know, can I eat this? No, can't go to that restaurant sort of thing. Yeah. She's, I can't drink, you know. There's a lot of things I can't do. And it's yeah. a selfish life, you know. But I think people forget sometimes, like, the impact that being, like, a professional fighter has on, the, like, the girlfriends and the wives yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But also, like, particularly when you're starting out as a professional, is financially on you guys because yeah. maybe you've got to turn down work because you're training or you're in yeah. fight camp or whatever yeah. it may be. And like people don't think of that because they think no. a professional fighter, oh, he's getting paid for it. Or I go out, I've just that. been out over Christmas and out and out with the boys. Oh, you can get the round in professional now. And I, think, mm -hmm. I, I literally said to him, oh, you've probably got more money than me, mate. I can guarantee you that now. Yeah, you know, it, it takes time, doesn't it, to, to, yeah. to get, you know, to build, build yourself to a certain level yeah and like no, um, i spoke when i spoke to paddy he was saying like it's disgusting the 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 amount which mma fighters get paid compared yeah. to boxers no it's, it's terrible say, like like a top say the top british mma fighters don't get even probably half of what an average boxer gets that daniel dubois i think what's he now he's he's like just won the british title i think Daniel Dubois, you know, he, he's all good and all. He's really good in all fairness. But I guarantee you, he's not working full time. No. I can guarantee you, he's got a nice car on the drive. You know, I, I, he's not yeah. worried about money. You know, I'm worried. You know, I'm, I'm 22. I don't, I haven't lived at home since I was 18, since I was at uni. And, um, you know, I'm financially dependent. Um, I'm, you know, I, I, I've got no backup. I can't go to my mother and father for money. I can't go to yeah. anybody for money. You know, I've, I've got to work for, work for every penny I got and you know I chase sponsors as much as I can because without them you know what people don't realise as well if I've got to have a week off a fight week or something I'm missing out on a week's wages so then yeah. but the fight comes round out my fight purse I've probably lent money off a couple of people because I'm skint so I've got to pay them back so I don't have a fight purse and then I come back to Monday I don't get a paycheck so I've got to work you know what I mean it's not really yeah. uh, it's, it's not glamorous at all but um, 
I know, I know where I'm going with it, and uh, I put the work in, and there's not a chance I'm not making a living out of this, and there's not a chance I'm not being one of the best, if not the best, in the world, and that's, you know, I, I've got, I'm on a mission, and I have been since I was a kid with that, you know. Yeah, can't fault you, mate. They, yeah. um, I couldn't believe. Um, I think it was, it was either Paddy or Danny told me that they when fighters go out to like a British fighter goes out with the UFC. Uh, yeah. For like an event in America, they only pay for like a certain amount of their team to go out. I think yeah. it's two or three. Two. So if you want, two. like, so if you want, like, all your coaches out there, for instance, yeah, pay for it out your own pocket or yeah. get a sponsor. Couldn't believe that because, like, nah. you know, UFC is like a billion dollar company, isn't it? And then you, you know think I mean? of the tax. What you'll get? What if you fight in America and you'll, the amount you'll get taxed on your on your purse when you bring it back over here? It's not glamorous, up, you? You know? yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not a glamorous living. But uh, once you start, you can't stop, you know. And I'm yeah. not stopping now. So no, and I mean the dream is to get to that Conor McGregor level and financially, That's... where you're just raking in yeah. the bucks everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. 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 Right. Let's get into some of these questions. We always have a load of questions about Conor McGregor. He's like, oh, is there? Everyone loves talking about him. <laughs> <laughs> he's just. He's, Oh, he's got plenty to say, haven't he? You can say so, what you want about him. He is the main man. Though. You can't say you can't fault can't him. Can't fault him, mate. No, no, like when he when he started out with the UFC and he was on benefits and his yeah, missus yeah. was supporting him and stuff. And I like, do think that, mate. You know, he was on benefits. He could have just got a job. Yeah, I always think that. I think, uh, but everyone was going, oh, you know, God bless him. He's he's on the dog. But I could go on the dog now. Hmm. Train full time. I could do that now. Yeah, I go to work. I go to work every day. You know, I, I, you know that's just a, that's just the point. I ain't mocking him, and he's never yeah. going to watch it, is he? So. <laughs> but, well, yeah, yeah. Well, he could be a biggest could be our biggest fan, mate. You know, yeah. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. he um, he's made his money, mate. Let's be fair. Be, oh, in, yeah. be interesting to see how he does now this year because he looks like I was watching an interview with um, John Kavanagh. And he was like, yeah. he's, he hasn't he hasn't seen him this focused in years, and he no, I know, yeah, looks jacked, well. like so. Yeah. I'd be interested if you know, if he smokes Cerrone and like around, yeah, and then if he's just absolute schools him, you could say he could get back in with Khabib, can you? You know, I still think he needs to fight someone else before Khabib. I do. I agree, I do, but I think you know Dana will be jumping at that. I don't think they should do that though, because if Connor loses to Khabib twice, he's Done, he? What are you gonna? I don't think he's done, but he's never gonna reach that. He's gonna have to go up to welterweight, isn't he? And have a go up there. <laughs> but then I see. I I think I'd rather see him in like super fights than yeah. challenge him for the title again. He's got. I, if he beats Gibby, he beats the best. He's one of the best ever, isn't he? Oh my god, yeah. No. And like people, like I know Gibby whooped him, like, but I do think that part of the reason that he didn't do as well as he could have was I felt like he he adapted it the way he fought too much yeah to yeah, yeah. To, to, to kind of def- try and he defend was, Khabib he was he was scared to um engage wasn't he yeah he didn't do like you know like when you watch all those early fights like against Aldo and against Chad Mendes and all those fights with him yeah he he brings these weird angles and he's yeah, like he... snapping his left arm left hand around and he just yeah. never kind of got those Angles working and never right. really pushed. He was him. waiting for a shot, wasn't he? You know, he yeah. was scared of the shot. You know, yeah. if you if you 
obviously take part in this, but I can see exactly why you fought the way you did. Yeah, of course. Because Khabib's obviously just—he's just stupidly strong. He, it's weird because people say it looks boring, but if you know what you're looking at, you're like, like you know how hard it is to keep someone there for that long, mm. and you know how hard it is to get up. But like, it's one of those things. I, I'd say it's harder to keep someone down than it is to get up. But that's 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 my uh, take on it. But the way he just dominates people, it's scary, really. See, I am. Um, I don't mind watching like a good fight like with high level grappling and jujitsu no no me no. I find it interesting like yeah I, um, I saw the last UFC pay-per-view a load of people was kind of slating um, the women's match was it Jermaine uh, Durandamine and I didn't I, I didn't watch that one Amanda Nunes ah right and um, I thought it was an awesome fight I did I really uh, thought it was wicked like they were I, just I didn't watch it back and forth like no, I but, didn't um, see it. So, all right. So, one of the questions about Connor was, or Khabib, Connor, and uh, Ferguson was, who have you got between McGregor and Cerrone, and who have you got between Khabib and Ferguson, and why? I've got McGregor beating Cerrone, and I've got Khabib beating Ferguson. Um, I think McGregor will beat. Oh, it's a tough one, but I think I think it's, McGregor will probably have a, an odd first round against Cerrone, but then he'll, he'll come into his own and he'll start. Because I've, obviously I've, you know, I'm, I'm a fighter myself, and the way Cerrone fights, I think eventually you'll be able to start sussing him out. So eventually you'll be able to start, you know, taking his reads and, because he's, he's very bold, you know, he's very orthodox in what he yeah. does, you know, it's this, you know, it's, by the books, really technical, powerful striker, but he's bet you know he's almost predictable. And I think McGregor's got that that flair about him. I think he'll catch him. And but you know, Cowboy's thirty-seven. I think now coming up. So you know, he's not he's no spring chicken. And I I pick I pick McGregor for that. I think eventually he'll he'll catch him and TKO him. Yeah, I think as the fight goes on, you could see Cerrone maybe coming into it a bit more. If yeah. McGregor gets a bit gassed, but I just can't see anything other than McGregor. I think the second round. Him. Yeah, I think the second round he's just gonna the way Darren Till done to Cerrone, but I don't think he'll do it straight away like Till did. No. What but about Ferguson, think, mate? What do you think I, of him? I think I think he's really good, but I think Khabib will do the exact same thing to, to Ferguson as what he does to everybody else. All this spinning around on your head and and elbows from the bottom. Mm. Yeah. That's all well and good, but you could, you're not going to do that. And if he does do that to Khabib, you could say, you know, fair play to him. But I think he's going to um, do what he... Sorry, mate. Sorry to interrupt you, mate. No, is, no, um, carry on. Like, obviously, you'll know much, much more than me. Is Ferguson's jiu-jitsu is very, very high level, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, with that in mind, like, if Khabib takes him down, would Ferguson would have a better chance of getting someone from underneath, wouldn't he? Than I think, more like Connor I, would or someone like that. Oh, yeah. No, definitely he's got more of a chance. But things with MMA, and if you're a good wrestler like Khabib, he's going to be controlling Ferguson pretty uh, pretty well. And um, the, the things with MMA, and people forget it. It's like, oh, he's a jiu-jitsu fighter. But you could just, if you're on top, you can get up. So if, yeah. it, I think if, if Ferguson starts putting Khabib in a knot, you know, Khabib has every right to stand up. You can be pretty... Ant- you don't have to be a very high-level jiu-jitsu fighter to f- 
beat anti jiu-jitsu you can just stall people out and shut things down and obviously with mma you know if you start spinning around on your head you're gonna get an elbow elbow yeah. in your face you know all, all that sort of thing so yeah, um a knee to the face yeah yeah it's it's not really uh but you know i think you know, Ferguson could prove me wrong, but I think Khabib will just it was maul him. I honestly think he'll maul him. I don't know why everyone's saying it'll be such a close fight. Yeah, I I think pretty similar. I I would quite mm. like to see Ferguson versus McGregor. I, I think that would be an absolute well. banger. Yeah, that would be a good fight. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. Yeah, I should have put the I I should have put the questions in order so I I bunched them all up. They're all just in just like a random order. So let's see right. what people got. Uh, okay, John Jones, is he the greatest of all time or has he made too many mistakes and had too many chances? No, he's the greatest of all time. Like, you know, he, he's human like everybody else. And if he wants to go out on, on a Saturday night and have a, have a bit of this and have a bit of that, you know, he, you know he's, a, really he's the best of all time. It is, he, you know, you can't turn around and tell him you can't. You know, the drug, the, the, the drug testing agency might have a problem with it, but... If he's sniffing cocaine, I don't know how that's going to help him as a fighter. That's just going to hinder him. So yeah. if he's do if he's sniffing cocaine on the weekends and still beating these boys up, you, you know you got to say it's even more impressive, to be honest. Yeah. But uh, no, I think that the drug testing thing, I think he's been pretty redeemed because everybody else, you know, Nate Diaz, his thing come out. It's like, all oh, right, so you started have cocked up yeah. But yeah. I, no, I thought Jones was on the juice like everybody else did. But you know, I yeah, I, I think without a doubt, he's he's the best of all time. He's you know he's miles ahead of everyone. Yeah, he's just high level everything, isn't he? But I yeah. think since he got like everyone slaughtered him because he was failed tests and that uh, yeah. after the Cormier fight. Since then, like you say, like they had the mistake with Diaz. They had the mistake with oh yeah, uh, yeah. someone else as well. Yeah, everybody, everything like, out. And I just think it's bullshit that they can say someone's failed a test and then go back on it and say, oh, actually, it was a mistake. Because well, you were Romero, he got like millions for his. He sued him because it, it nearly ruined his career. He's an Olympian. Well, so. You get labeled with it, mate. And I think yeah. when you get labeled with it, it's difficult because it's, oh, like, it's like mud, mud sticks, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't imagine what that's like. I'm explaining to people all the time. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing. You would want to explain it, wouldn't you? Because you don't yeah. want to be labelled as no, like a I cheat. Th- I, I, you know, I think, you know, if the if you Sada are coming out and saying that he's clean, he's clean, you know, it is what it is. You can't dispute that. No. They should clarify it, shouldn't they, though, before yeah, they announce definitely. it. Like, I go I mean? techno if that happened to me. If I hadn't took anything and then he turned around and said, I'm on gear, i go nuts. Yeah, yeah, but this it affects your whole career going forward. Oh yeah, sponsorships, everything. Like, yeah. Um, all right, let's get into some of these random questions. Then, um, all right, let's start with a nice easy one. JD asks, uh, "Who do you want to fight next? Like after the one you got in March?" Donovan Desme. That's who I want. In, uh, I'll be booked for June. He's fighting Paddy. I was going to say these are the one that's March, fighting Paddy. So if he wins, I, I if he wins or loses, I, I'll be I'll be uh, I'll be calling him out. Yeah. So you're fighting. It's the twenty third, is it? Twenty eighth. Twenty eighth. Yeah. You are looking forward to that one then? I yeah. You know I, I'm. Well, it's my first full week back training after Christmas, and 
I haven't lost any momentum for where I left off. You know, I only had two weeks off maximum from my birthday to now. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I could fight in a couple of weeks regarding my weight, but as far as fitness and technique and everything else, everything's there, you know, it's yeah, it's come back straight away. I'm I'm in I've never been in form like this in my life. I didn't think I could be this good. I didn't think I'd have I'd have skills that I do now. I didn't think I thought I'd be a good strike guy, I'd have power and that will get me through. But you know, I can do it all now. I hopefully this fight lasts a round or two so I can show people, you know. Yeah, that's the only thing, I suppose. If you go on like a, a streak of winning fights in like a minute or two, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's difficult to get the, the the time in the cage, isn't it, to, to improve your skills. It's it's not so much it's not so much the time in the cage. I just want people to realise what. Yeah, I'm probably the best kept secret because I don't think anybody has a clue what I can do. No, well, that can have its advantages as well, can't it's it? Got, it? It is. It will have an advantage because a few boys will be having a shot this year, mate. Let me tell you that. Now. So another question we had was, what uh, what are your aims for 2020, or what, what I, would constitute a good year for 2020 for you? Four fights and four wins by the end of the year. And if I'm not, I want to be fighting for the title this time next year. Or if if for some reason there's a pullout at any point in the year, and nobody else can take it because whatever reason, oh, I I'm coming for that belt within 12 months. That's so four fights this year from January to December. I want four fights and four wins, four more wins on my record. There, that's a good year for me. Tidy. Well, you see, what you want to do is, like, I'm telling you, like, but like, yeah. keep yourself like within that weight, isn't it? And then if they need yeah, yeah, someone yeah. to step oh, up, yeah. you're there. Oh yeah. No, I'm. I'm about. It will sound like a lot, but I'm a big guy for the weight, and I'm. About thirty pounds. I'm about one hundred eighty-five pounds now, which is my natural walking around weight. But I could diet fifteen pounds off, healthy and comfortably, in six weeks. And then the last, the last week cut week, I cut another fifteen off, and that's that's comfortable, you know. So, yeah, so you I'll could be, do that, no problem, really. But be, as soon as I get down to this weight, I'm I'm just going to float around one seventy, I think. Yeah, because you happens. just never know, do you? If like yeah, people pull know. out or people, but you know, I, I got, a, I got a few more. I got a few more a few more uh, fights to win before yeah. I can I can jump in there. And I'm not looking past Sean Luther in any way. I'm, I'm looking just straight through his head, you know? <laughs> uh, someone else asked, have you, um, have you practiced any uh, really weird kicks, spin at- spinning attacks or submissions that we haven't seen uh, from you or anything you've never used before? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, always practicing there's, stuff, um, is there? There's all well, it's not so much that. It's just I, I got, I got about ten years of, of training behind me, and if you add up my fight time, I like went on a streak at amateur. I was like forty seconds, fifty seconds, two minutes, one minute, like then it was like a twelve minute fight. Then I had another thirty second fight, another thirty second fight. Then I had an eight-minute fight for my debut. I had a two-minute fight for my second one. And my last one was two minutes. They're all just... So I can't show what I can do in that time. Yeah. And, you know, I'm surprised people are still buying tickets off me because they, they're, as soon as they sit in their seats, they're, still back, they're standing back up. But, you know, that's why I'm calling for these top boys in the division because if people want to see what I can do and, it, and they don't want to be, you know, see me clean someone out in a couple of minutes and chuck me some of their names I've been asking for for the last year. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I was gonna say I've seen a video where you were asking for uh like Paddy and yeah. um oh, who was the other guy? I forgot his name. There was another guy you asked for as well. It and probably would have been it, Paddy, Mason, Jakobsen. Yeah. But the thing is with Paddy, you know, I don't expect I'm calling the top boys in the division now. I'm not I'm not disrespecting anybody, but yeah. you think if you're if if you're say Everton at sixth place and you've got Liverpool United, City, Arsenal, Chelsea, I don't know who the top boys are. Are you going to turn around and tell me that Everton don't want to be better than them boys just because Yeah, it's the fight game. You know what I mean? Get thick skin. People are taking offence. Me wanting to be the best in the sport and the best the best around here, the best in the UK, the best in the world. People are taking offence to that. You're in the wrong sport, lads. Simple as that. You know what I mean? I did put that video out, right? Paddy Pimblett straight away. I messaged him saying, "Have you seen that video? It's gonna because I talked. I talked to him before it. Yeah, just yeah. about bits and bobs. You know, you sound. And I said, "I'm guessing you've seen that video, laughing faces." And he put, "I, I, when I was your age, I did the exact same thing as you, lad. That's what you got to do. You've got to break future in this sport. And then you get other boys who I mentioned in the video crying about it. You know what I mean? I ain't gonna name any names, but if you're gonna cry about a bit of competitive." Tension, you're in the wrong game. Simple as that, you know. Yeah, and the thing is, you're always going to aim above, aren't you? Exactly. You know I mean, like? Am I going to go? Am I going to go calling out the journeyman and underneath me, like like some of them boys do? No, I'm not. And it's all about you know? what you want to do, isn't it? Like, like, um, like for instance, Andy Joshua for like about two years was fighting like bums. And just yeah. like journeyman, and but he's one of them boys who goes, Oh, you know, I can only fight who's put in front of me. I respect that, but I've had this many fights from so cleaning this many people out. Sean Luther, he's a name I wanted, and I've got him, you know, so I, yeah. I can show what I can do against him. But you know, I'm young, I'm only 22. I've only, there's only three professional fights on my record, so you know, you know Graham Boyd is not going to look there and go, Oh, let's feed him to the dogs. He probably wants to build me up, but yeah, of course. You know, he definitely wants to build me up, but there's only so many times they're going to be able to make this weight. And I want that belt within a year, so you know, it, it's one, it's one of them, isn't it? We'll we'll see we'll see how it plays out. See how 2020 goes. Yeah. So, um, where do you see yourself in five years? Was UFC champion. Excellent. That's the answer. That's the answer. That's the and I I believe that. Believe that you know. So funny enough, I to just my, that. to my bones, you know what I mean. Yeah. I, I, there's not a doubt in my head that that's not happening, you know. And if it doesn't happen, it's going to be less than five years. And if it doesn't happen, I will turn around and say, whoever stopped me on that way, they're a better man than me, and all the best one, you know what I mean. But that is happening, you know. That uh, there's no way it's not happening, you know. I'll be a UFC, I'll be a UFC champion in three years. That's what I want to do. Do you know what I mean? I, I, yeah. I I'm not here to. To say, Wait, you, you know, so, so-and-so is better than me and I'm, I've got to build myself up. You know, I'm, I want to fight and I want to prove myself. You know, that, that's, what I want to, that's what I want to do. You know, I'm a cage fighter. That's pretty, pretty black and white, isn't it? Yeah. You know? well, that's the thing, isn't it? It's like, with fighting, it's, it is what it is. It's like dog-eat-dog, dog, yeah. isn't it? It's, yeah, it's dog-eat-dog. Dog. You want to get to the top. You've just yeah. got to fight your way to the top, but literally. I think, of it like, think of it like this, right? Say you're a singer or a musician, yeah. You've just chucked a single out there, right? And you want to get the UK number one. And you've got Adele, 
Blair, Liam Gallagher. Well, Ed Sheeran. You've got people like that. You're all at the you're all at the meet, you know, who's gonna win or some award. Everyone will shake hands with each other, but they'll all be thinking fuck yeah. you at the same time. Do you know what I mean? They'll oh, yeah. all be thinking, fuck you, fuck you, and fuck you, because I want to be number one. None of you matter. You know, and yeah. if you're not thinking like that, you you've got a loser's mindset, you know, and you you probably you're not gonna get you know, there'll be a limit to what you can achieve and you know. If you ask me, fuck everyone else. You know, I'm I'm here to to, to be number one. So that that that's pretty much it. Cool. So uh, N Norms seventy six asked if the UFC came calling this year, would you jump at it or would you say it was too soon and stay with Cage Warriors until you won the title? I jump at it, but I guarantee my coaches wouldn't let me go. <laughs> yeah. But I jump at it in an heartbeat. I, I did thought that as my debut. I jump at it in a heartbeat. I guess yeah. there's there's two ways to kind of look at it. And there, there's like that the one, the one sort of side of it which maybe your coaches would think, whereas you know, yeah. it's not quite the right oh, time. No, no, or... no, don't 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 get me wrong. You know, I would agree with them that it's not the right time. But yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna turn around and put that on the table and say, yeah, of course, you want to fight in the UFC, I'm gonna say yes ten times out of ten. But will I fight? If they come forward, will it happen? Thought you know probably not this year, but if yeah. they come calling this year, I'd say yes straight away. But then my manager would turn around and say, "Whoa, now you know mm. they're trying to say that to me now." But you know, yes, you know. It's, the thing is, as well, is when you get like those big opportunities, is you mm. never know, kind of if or when they'll come around again. Oh no, exactly. Oh no, they they definitely will be coming around again. No, but, but what I mean by that is like you like. You know, touch wood that it doesn't happen, but like you could get a bad injury or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you you just don't know, like so. Yeah, no. There's exactly. always that no, consideration in it when you get like a big opportunity. Yeah. Um, uh, same guy asked uh, Cardiff City or Swansea City. I don't really follow. I uh, Swansea City because my old housemate Sean used to. <laughs> 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 uh, I don't follow football at all, mate. At Do you know? No. no. So, would you watch? Would you follow any other sports apart from like MMA? I don't even I follow MMA, of course. Um, boxing, obviously, that kind of is the same thing. I'm into music. I am. I, I, I'd rather sit and watch like live music. Yeah. What sort of music do you like? You know, rock guitar music. You know, any anything really. I, I like watching like gigs from like the eighties and stuff like that. You know, nice bit of all Aussie and bit of Eric Clapton. That's been on the blower today. You know, stuff like that. You know, yeah. And I um I saw you put a post up the other day actually on Facebook. I think it was about mm. uh, the Libertines. Ah, oh, the Libertines. Really, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Top band. Really, top really band. like uh, like their yeah. stuff. Brilliant band. Yeah. But like I um I'm outvoted in my house now these days because I'm the same like I really like music and I yeah like indie music and I and good like proper good music for my yeah. kids like like pop music and now my missus oh. likes pop music <laughs> so I'm like outnumbered I don't oh, I like a bit of hip hop I like a bit of hip hop and that I I like anything really but you know I'd say my my interest if I sit and 
playing on YouTube or whatever on my phone. I'll be I'll probably be watching like a live gig or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've 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 always been into that. Yeah. Ah, it's great. Okay, what else we got? Uh, who's the biggest prick you've met in the fighting world so far? Oh, oh. oh that's a good one. Uh, let me think now. And why? <laughs> who's the biggest prick? I can't think. It's got to be some. <sighs> um... The biggest prick. Oh, that's a nasty question. It is, isn't it? That is a nasty question because there's, you know, oh, it's like setting you up for conflict, isn't it? For a confrontation at the next at the next show or something. Yeah. Um. No comment. D. Right. <laughs> Come back to that one, maybe. Yeah, it's hard doing it. It's an hard one because it's it like, is hard. Because uh, yeah, it's just right. it is, what it is a very hard one. I wouldn't. It's in. not. I wouldn't even. It's not a fight though. It's not a fight though. Yeah, and I think there's got to be like within boxing and MMA and fighting generally. Yeah, I reckon there's probably some shady characters like on oh, the outskirts. Yeah. Who like not necessarily fighters, but like just people who want Pretty to take involved, advantage of like fighters officials and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, take oh, advantage of the oh, fighters. When you, when you say that, you just stole yeah, one, a, didn't you? Hey, there, yeah, there's a lot of tricks <laughs> in the game, but there's a lot of good people in the game as well, you know. Yeah. Whoever uh, said that is a bad man. <laughs> I would think that was Gaz. Uh, Gaz, dirty dog. Would you fight a teammate in the right circumstances? No, no. There, we're you... all like best mates, man. Yeah, and that's funny enough. Someone asked um, Tom Moons, who's got a twin brother or a brother who's a fighter, and they asked yeah. him if he would fight his brother. Yeah, you know if the circumstances or whatever was right, and he said no. He, he just... I'd probably fight my brother. I fought him yeah, enough there's... in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Let me um grab my phone charger because I just have a thing. I've got ten percent left. Is that all right? Yeah, all right, mate. Yeah. Well, perfect. Cool. Uh, what's the favorite? What's your favorite place in the world to fight? So far, um, I well, so far, Ebba Vale. That's up there. The atmosphere and you know that little venue. You get. It's like um, have you ever seen Snatch? Yeah, yeah. You know when I, you know, you know, in the bar where I'm like the fight scenes and that, mm-hmm. it's, it's literally just rowdy. Everyone's pissed, rowdy. You know, just a flat out like it's like a fight club atmosphere. I love it in there, but I'd probably have to say the Viola would be stupid not to. It's like a full on arena. It's like a dream, it was a dream come true fighting there for the first time. Um, Viola Arena in Cardiff. Yeah. What was your emotions like before that fight? Like just. Like the walk, walk in and stuff. Before what? Before the first one in the arena. Yeah, I was just thinking. Uh, I was thinking. It should sound. I was literally thinking about the first time I ever dreamt doing it, like watching Rocky or walking down the street, my headphones in. I was just saying to myself, like, this is you have literally. This is a part of the journey. 
but it's it's a it's a dream come true in itself. Mm. You know, making that big walk out to an arena. When I first turned the corner and saw the arena, I was just like, yeah. You know, what music did you come out to for that fight? Franz Ferdinand, take me out. It's a good one. I, I let it that's build a good up. Tune. I let it build up. You know. Mm. Like that and then I walked out as it started doing that. Nice. Yeah, it was. You had yeah, a, good, a really good reaction as well, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, it went nuts in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that the one on the twenty eighth now, that's in Evervale again, isn't it? That's in Evervale, yeah, yeah. So that's not televised, unfortunately, but I'm the main event of you know that's. The, it's I think probably it's, it's probably going to be my last one ever at the. I thought my last one might have been the last one. Last year they done last year, yeah. But and the main event of this card, you know, I'm very, you know, if you rewind three years, I have made my amateur debut on one of these cards. Oh, that's okay. So then I've had this year, another year. Now I'm the main event one, you know. Yeah. Three that's years cool, now. Yeah, so it's it's a nice way to, you know. I'm, you know, I'm really looking forward to it. And I said, it's, it's 15, 20 minutes away from Murphy, so I, I sell a lot of tickets. All my friends and family will be there. And it's like a fight club atmosphere. It's loud as fuck. It's louder than, than the viola at times. And so it's I've really close to... in, though, isn't it? It's like yeah, really yeah. I've close, had, I've had some, you know, I've had some good, good memories there. I won my first amateur belt there, and I made my professional debut there. And, you know, I'm really looking forward to going back. Good way to start 2020. Yeah. Okay, let's get into some of these awkward questions and just make mm. you sweat for the last 20 minutes or so. All right, Dan. <laughs> What's the naughtiest thing you've ever done? Oof. That was, that was from Gaz as well. What's he trying to naughtiest do to you? Naughtiest thing I've ever done? Yeah. Well, um, I actually got in trouble with... The, I suppose the naughtiest thing i ever done would be getting in trouble with the police, wouldn't it? Well, that's the next question. Have you ever been arrested? I've never been arrested. I was Damn. close. Well, we'll go back to that. Um, the naughtiest thing I've ever done would be, well, I got put on, like, the youth offenders list. All right, okay. But uh, for me and the boys were out and about. I didn't bother them as much anymore. But me and me and Sam Hayes, well, we'd just gone into Lidl's and bought some eggs because we were going to go egging. Mm. And we were walking up this alley, and he said to me, I bet you won't launch one of that kid Blair. <laughs> so I launched an egg at this I feel you know I didn't feel good about it then launched an egg at him split all down his chest my luck he knew who I was yeah <laughs> and I was like 13 then and my mother gets a phone call then what the police are on the phone you've been oh I was crying my... but that's probably the naughtiest thing I've ever done was launch an egg at... launch an egg at someone on the... <laughs> into their chest because that was just out of order. There's no need for yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was that in Merthyr or Malvern? I was in Malvern. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you ever been arrested? No. You said that, no. didn't you? No, I haven't been arrested. I've been, cl- I've been closer once. A bouncer beat my mate up and then I had a little tip for the bouncer, as you would. Yeah. And then... Some um, of them are just horrible bastards, don't they? Well, they've all been they've all been banned the place. I got banned for life at the place because I, I, you know, you know, as you can probably figure out what I was saying yeah. to the manager, and then the police, you know, all crowded round. But you know, I defended my friend. That yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, unfortunately. I didn't do anything out of order. I didn't throw any punches or I didn't even touch him. He was hiding behind a rail, but I said to him, you know, I was pretty fired up. As yeah. you can probably imagine. <laughs> well, the problem is some bouncers are just horrible bullies, and they? Um, yeah. And they get but off he, on the power of it. You know, he, he hit my mate, he hit my mate Sean, it was his birthday, and then he smacked my mate Bummel, I think. Ben. Not Bummel, his nickname's Bummel. Whoa, what a nickname that is. <laughs> yeah, poor kid. Yeah. Jesus. So I, yeah, and I went techno and I, tried, I said to him, you, you, you know, as you can imagine. Yeah. Um, oh, sweet God. Have you ever fought anyone you hate in the cage? In the cage? Uh, yeah. Or dislike genuinely? Genuine dislike. Um, let me think now. It don't actually happen that much. If you think about it, there's no, not that many fights where people... I, I can't say I genuinely hate many people, if not anyone. There was one guy, I fought Josh Hudson. I didn't dislike him, but he beat my mate. Yeah. I wanted revenge. I knew that much. <laughs> That's about it. Uh, see, I I ask that that question comes up a lot, or like similar kind of connotation. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I was thinking about it, and it's not you don't really see that many fights where the two fighters like have got to genuinely like dislike each other or yeah. hate each other. Like McGregor and Khabib, obviously, was personal. That was personal, yeah. Real but I mean, personal. other than that, I couldn't really even think of many I think Bispin had one didn't he which was a bit rock old he had yeah that was it wasn't it yeah um, if you could fight anyone from any era who would it be uh. oh from any era yeah uh well, I'd say this year is the one. From any year, you were BJ Penn or Nick Diaz or shot. Nate Diaz. That would be something else fighting them. They'd be good. Um, Proper hard, hard men they are. You know. If you could fight any boxer, would who would it be? Oh. If I could fight any boxer, to be honest, I'd probably pick a journeyman so I'd win. <laughs> um, oh, well, any sort of dream match, but none of them are dream matches. They're all... Mayweather, because you get the money. Yeah, sounds so, good thinking. Yeah. And uh, he also asks, uh, if you could fight any current fighter, but from a different weight, who would it be? Um, what in Cage Warriors? Cage Warriors, UFC, MMA. Anywhere. I'll say Cage Warriors because, um, you know, it's most relevant, isn't it? Uh, yeah. from a different weight, I'd have to go up someone like, um, I had a bit the only person I can think of. Cage Warriors posted a picture of me in a bag, yeah, and this boy who I'm going to mention said, Oh. Everyone could hit a bag, show us something more. And then I said in the comments, 
I'll hit your head if you keep on, silly boy, or something like that. <laughs> Alex Lahore, so I guess, you know, a bit of... Have him. Tension. Tension. Yeah. Nah, it's not. It's a bit I of banter, but I think he was trying to give it the big one, and I just, you know, shut him down, sort of thing. See, so if we do this in a year, you'll be able to answer that question of uh, if you ever fought anyone you hate with uh, the same answer. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I, I try to say, hey, Lahore, I never spoke to him or seen him, but, you know, he tried giving it the big one. You know? <laughs> That's what happens. See, we've got That's to build it up now. We've got to build up attention. All right, then. got to build it up. You've got to start tweeting him. Saying, yeah. uh, Oban said... <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> There's enough of that now. You don't need to do that, man. It's Thursday right. night. Yeah. Um, all right. What else we got then? Uh, in your opinion, which British fighters should we keep an eye out over the next couple of years who could make the jump to the UFC? Um, other than me. <laughs> yeah, other than you. Obviously. obviously. I'm joking. Um, I think Jordan Peake. You know he's you know he's one of my closest training partners, especially lately. Uh, Jordan Peak Peaky, Jack Tucker. You know he's one of my best friends, and you know we've been training together for a long time. And I think he could make the jump very very soon. You know he's a really high level guy. He's, he's still yet to make his professional debut, but he's one of them boys that as soon as he makes his debut, everyone will be like, ah, oh. you know he realizes yeah. level. Uh, you're going to put me on a spot, you know, I was going to forget mm. somewhere. Jack Shaw's already in the UFC. Who can make the jump that I know? British fighters. Paddy. Yeah. He should be in there, I think. Um, but he's got a bit of a skid, but he's had some hard luck with injuries, isn't he? Um, mm. When you think of the middleweights, Ross Houston. He's got a good shout, but he hasn't fought in a long time. Like with Jai Herbert. Yeah, that's a good champion one. of my division. Under a century in the UFC. He's an absolute animal. I've you know, I, I went to watch his fight, uh his last fight in Birmingham. It live at the arena. Oh, brilliant, brilliant performance. You know, I you know, I try and look up to his style a bit, you know. Mm. You know, I and he's a he's a guy who he's the hardest man in the division. He could just as easily knock me out as anybody else in the world could. I called him out on an interview saying I want to fight the champion. And he would message me on Instagram saying, you've got a bright future ahead of you, kid. All the best. Here's another man who's like a solid, you know, fighter. He's a, yeah. you know, a respect, you know, people like that. In my head, they just go miles up in my estimations. You know, they yeah. haven't got an ego. They're not, they're not running around thinking they're the big man, you know, that, People are, and you know he's he's a he's got years on me and you know he's got skill on me. I'm not deluded. I would fight him, of course I would. He's the champion, but you know he's an excellent fighter. And you know I think he should be in the UFC. Jai Herbert, you know he should he should have he should be on this UFC London card. Um, yeah, off the top of my head, I think that's that's, that's about it. The next yeah, few years, yeah. Um, how good is Jack Shaw? Oh, he's brilliant. You know, he is he is. He's a special, special talent. You know, I try, I train. I got some weight on him, yeah, but when I train with him, it's just as hard, just as hard around as it would be someone my size. You know, he's a he's a black belt jujitsu. You know, he, I look up to him a lot. You know, I learn a lot from him, training with him day in day out. 
top man as well. He's a top guy, you know. He's he's a legend, you know. I've been 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 on a few nights out and that, you know. Mm-hmm. He's one of the boys, you know. He, he keeps himself grounded. I think his attitude and his mindset is more admirable than. Yeah, it's the most admirable thing. Obviously, his skills are admirable, but he, he's good. You know, he's such a nice guy. You know, he could walk, walk around, you know, thinking he's Johnny Concrete like a lot of people do, but he yeah. doesn't. You know, he, he's you know he's one of the hardest hardest guys I know, and he doesn't. Fair play. Uh, who's the best fighter you've ever sparred with? Jack Saw's up there. Uh, well. I, Marshman, all the boys in my gym. Brett Johns, he's a he's brilliant. Best fighter I've sparred with. My brother Lloyd, but you know nobody. You know he, he's had a couple of years out the game. My bro, my my elder brother Lloyd, he's one of the best fighters I've ever sparred with. Um, I think as far as like high high level guys, Jack Tucker when he tries taking you down is an absolute nightmare. Peaky, Jordan Peak, when you're in his guard, you're constantly nearly getting subbed, you know. Um I sparred some good boys, but yeah, I I, I don't know I don't know if I could pick one the best. Because I haven't sparred any of them enough, you know. I sparred yeah. obviously boys in my gym, but I'm trying to not name them. Yeah. Because it's obvious it's them. But um Yeah. My brother Lloyd, that's the best fighter I sparred. Good shout. And um, what was I going to ask you? I was going to ask you something. And I forgot what it was. I don't know what it was. Right. Um, who is the... So Peaches wants to know, who's the most famous person in your phone contacts? She always asks that. Um, She's nosy. Probably Enzo Macronelli. Try to get him on the podcast. Actually, I messaged him the other day. Yeah, probably Enzo. After my last um, fight, he, he texted me his number and um, or said, "Send me a number." I sent him his number. Send my number. He said, "You know, if you're ever around, we'll do some training." Top man. Enzo, I think. Can't fault that. Well, you know, he is obviously more famous than anybody else. You know, he's been there and done it, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can't fault that though, can you? Like people just no, saying, you know. Yeah, exactly. You know, he, you know, I, I, really, I was shocked when he, when he, when he messaged me. Yeah, Enzo, shout out to Enzo, you pop man. Good man. I'm hope I really, I'm hoping to get him on. Get him uh, on. He's funny, isn't he? He is, yeah. Uh, and uh, he, he, he'll have some cracking stories to share as well. I reckon. Yeah. Uh, um, what we got? Who's the best British? MMA fighter of all time, in your opinion, and why? Michael Bisping. He's the main man. And he went through the era where everyone was on the roids. Yeah, he did. He fought and a load he, of jacked up dudes. He got, he got through it and he won the title. I literally screamed the abs down when he won the belt. You know, what a man. He's been there and done it. He won it. He's like 37 and everyone thought he was done. He's the best British fighter, MMA fighter of all time, and he probably will be the best British MMA fighter of all time for the rest of the time for what he did for the sport in in Britain. If you ask yeah. me, he brought it, brought it on, didn't he? he brought it he on, brought it on, and and he got to the top of the mountain. You know, that's unre- it's un- unreal stuff from from yeah, all this. Like when you think of it, like at the moment, no British fighters outside Bisping 
have really got to the top of the tree in the UFC. Have they? Dan Hardy had a title shot, didn't he? And he did, yeah. He, he had a. He, you know, he put on. A, he showed how tough he was against GSP. But um, other than that, I think that is literally it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. none of the others have got there yet. Oh, that's no. what I was going to ask you. Brett John's got a fight coming up now in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, be nice to see him put on a performance. Because when no, I spoke to him, did. he said like um, he felt like his last fight, he didn't do himself justice. Yeah. But he seems well, uh, well up for it. Hey, Brett is an he. He is. He's world class, Brett, and he's such a good guy, and he deserves all success in the world. And I, I, I hope he, I hope he gets the job done. He should get the job done. I normally train with him a lot. I'm trained with him at all for this his current camp. I normally, I've trained with him for my last few camps. He's come to the gym a lot. I, I've been down to his gym a lot, but this camp we haven't met at all. But you know, I, I can only. You know, I can only imagine he's in he's in the best shape he's ever been. Yeah, I think so. I'm hoping I'm really looking forward to that fight. I can't wait. Yeah. Um so Peter McCarthy on Twitter asked, uh, how does it feel to be the future of MMA and the future world champion? Hashtag believe. Believe. It feels good, mate. Peter, it feels good. Yeah. See? Getting ready. Getting ready. Preparing. That's just a it's not even a question. That's just a flat-out compliment, Statement. isn't it? Yeah. Uh, J- JD wants to know, uh, who would you rather fight, McGregor or Khabib? McGregor. For the money. Not so much for the money. I'd have a, yeah. I'd have a bang with him. Yeah, I think that'd be an awesome fight, mate. Just... I'd have a bang with him. I said to my stepdad three years ago or four years ago, I said, nah, it would have been four years ago or five years ago. I said, guaranteed, when I get to like 25, 26, the same way McGregor called Mayweather out, I'm going to call McGregor out. I said that years ago. So that's on file. So if it happens, which you never know, it's on file there and then. You know what I mean? Yeah, that'll be good, mate. I would like to see it. Um, I'll bang him out as well. <laughs> so then we had a couple on Facebook earlier. Uh, which I think is some of, some of your mates and that as well. So yeah. uh, Glenn Williams asked, uh, if Oban could be the matchmaker for one night, which fights would he make happen uh, for himself, his teammates and his mates? Ooh. For myself, if I was the matchmaker. Well, there's a few fights, but the one I've, the one I've always been intrigued with um, yeah, the one I've always been intrigued with was Mason Jones because he's like 20 minutes away and months, probably nearly a year ago now, I said to him, oh, I said to him a couple of times, we should spar, we should, we should get some sparring done and he, he sort of just like brushed me off as like a stranger. So I was like, mm. oh yeah, you know, hopefully, you know, get a spar, he's a, he's a good fighter, get on with him. Um, and then, I seen him again. Said to him, "Yeah, we should get some sparring done." I said it on a podcast the other day, and he like looked at me like a fan, like, oh, "Yeah, yeah, come get in, get in touch with my team." And I was, just, it's a bit awkward. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you know, I have gotta get in touch with your team to spar you, sort of. Yeah. But um, then since then, a series of um, you could call it banter on Twitter has took place with uh, 
his brother and a, most of his friends and all of my friends. So I'm gonna, you know, it's neck and neck. And then I'm getting messages on Instagram like, um, Mason Jones will kill you. Mason Jones will kick your head in. Mason Jones or you're you're nobody. There's only one lightweight in Wales. Mason Jones this. Mason Jones that. And I just laugh it off. Yeah. Because it's banter, isn't it? You know, yeah. it's, it's a bit of banter. But um, yeah, the 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 tables turn for the worst when uh, my mates were giving it this. His mates were giving it that. Then apparently at the Cage Warriors, they had this big, massive argument, like, and everyone was pushing and shoving each other. No. Uh, yeah, it's one of them things. And the thing is, I, I, I've never even fallen out with Mason, ever. Not yeah. once. I get on with him. How are you doing? Shake his hand every time I see him. But since then, I, you know, he's called me like a clown. And, uh, you know, it's all gone a bit sour over a bit of, like, banter that I didn't even start. Yeah. And in... As I've always wanted the sparring. You're fighting. I've always wanted the sparring. But uh, as all this has kicked off, you know, I'm never, probably never going to spar him. But it's one I've always been for. Oh, you know, I'd love to train with him. You know, I'd love to see how we get on against him. I'd love to see yeah. how we get on. But so I say, uh, if that would have to be a fight now, because I'm, I'm, I'm guessing he doesn't like me very much because of what my <laughs> friends said. But you know, it is what it is. Probably it's mad how it develops from nothing, though, isn't it? Mate, you, you're telling me, you know, I've had people come up to me on nights out going, leave Mason alone. And I'm like, I haven't said a word about him. <laughs> I haven't said a word about him. But people are going, skits, you know, I wish Mason all the best. But the, I've like messaged him going, you know, I respect you, but I'm not going to go scraping his ass now. Yeah. Just defended over my friends. You know, I've, done, I've said my bit. My conscience is clear. But if he's going to be like that, I guess it's one of them, innit? You know what I mean? If he's near the belt, I'm going I'm to be coming after him. So, it's one of them things. If I'm a matchmaker, probably that one. Now, and that goes like, back to that other question we had earlier about fighting people who you're like, going to fall out with. Well, I don't think we should fall out. But <laughs> well, you haven't fallen win, out with him. He's fallen out with you. He's fallen but... out with me, yeah. <laughs> you know, his, his brother and... Oh, he's all like, gone out of man. Craziness. Yeah, it is. It is a bit bonkers, you know. I think he's like three years older than me as well. You know, it's, it's with it, the beefs. It's a bit. It's a, it's all a load of bollocks. Like <laughs> it's like, and like my, my mates are saying, "Ah, oh, Mason's boring and that." And that, this is where this is where my my um opinion on Mason completely changed because he then started like offering my mates out to his gym mm. to come and educate them or something. You know, I'm not calling his mates out for a scrap. Mm. But he's asking my mates to go down his gym, so I do, he doesn't want to go down that road. Put it that way, you know what I mean? No. You can't be doing stuff like that. I'm not, you know, I'm not. But I just want to get that out there in the least confrontational way as possible. But you know, that's, that didn't sit right with me when he said that. You know what I mean? You should be a professional, and you sh you, you shouldn't uh, you shouldn't go around saying stuff like that to people. But in the same breath, like I said to my mates, you shouldn't be saying this to him. So it's one of them things, yeah. you know. I, I say to my friends, people think I'm getting you to say it. Can you cut it out? And they're like, oh, yeah. And then one says another. And it's... But anyway, what was a bit next bit that Glenn said? Uh, so fights, no? uh, fights that you would make happen for yourself, your teammates, and your mates? Uh, my teammates, well, Jordan Peake and Ben Ellis. That's the co-main event on the next card. That's the one I really wanted to see. Ben goes around saying he's the best featherweight in Wales. And then Peake says, no, I'm the best featherweight in Wales. And... That'd be that'd be a good Soon one. Soon find out. Yeah. We'll find out, yeah. And 
yeah, I'd say that one. I want to see Jack Shaw against Nathaniel Wood. Yeah. I want to see, yeah. I'm not too, I'm not too sure on the middleweights, to be honest, with Marshman. Yeah. Yeah. Good shot. What was the last one? Uh, and your mates. I'm a mate. Well, hmm. well, Glenn, speaking of Glenn, he's fighting, uh, I think he's fighting Shane Price. I'm not too sure. I'd have to see Glenn try and get the Cage Royals Academy back. He lost that. He, he lost his last chance. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of, I've got a lot of mates that I can think of that I can't, you know, I can't pick one and not mention the other. So I say Glenn, you know, he asked the question. There we go. Um, and Jordan Peake asks, uh, who's got the biggest nut in the gym, Evil or the Vet? The Vet. Chris Edwards. Ah, right, okay. He's like five foot four. He's like 85 kilos and his head's like this big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, five foot four. Uh, who else? We got uh, Jordan... Minute, 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 minute. Uh-huh. I apologise to Jordan for the, didn't pronounce his name properly. Uh, he says, "How many, uh, how many tiles can he carry up a roof in one go?" Oh, Jordan, my nut. My nut. Sorry, that's my fault. Four. Mate. I used to work. I worked with him for a bit. Four. I can stick four on, but he tries lumping six on. He's, you know, he's, he thinks he's hard, doesn't he? Young Dutt, that's his nickname. Eh? Uh. <laughs> not bumble. No, not bumble. Different, 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 different boy. guy. Uh, yeah. I'm going to save this question from Ben Jackson till uh, till That's last. Bummel. Is it? There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to save his question till last, only because I was going to ask you this question because okay. I've seen your recent Twitter activity. Um, Matthew James wants to know: Would you rather fight hundred chicken-sized men or one man-sized chicken? Hundred chicken. Hundred chicken-sized. Oh no, I don't know because the chickens were big, aren't they? You couldn't just go booting them all; they grab onto your foot. One man-sized chicken and just bang it out, like take it out in one big baboon. And uh, Mark Lavington says, uh, "When will you knock out Conor McGregor?" But you've already answered that because you said when you're about twenty-five. Twenty-five, twenty-six. Call him out. Finish his finish his career. Finish him off, like yeah. Okay, so uh, before we get to 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 Bummel Ben's questions, <laughs> love that nickname. <laughs> it's cracking. Uh, Peaches again. She wants to know. Um, uh, name. She says, name three films that she should watch and three TV series. Three films she should watch. If she hadn't already watched them, Step Brothers. Lone Survivor. Oh, Rocky Four. Carl, my coach Carl says Rocky Three, but I think Rocky Four is the best one. And if she's seen Step Brothers or Lone Survivor, then just watch Three Rockies because Peaches probably hadn't seen that. No, Peach, yeah. Um, and the series Breaking Bad, You, and Narcos, but she's probably seen all of them as well. Yeah, I haven't seen you or Narcos. I, oh, watch Narcos. That's good. It's supposed to be awesome. What's that you like? Good. Really good. You'd be surprised that... Yeah, it's a bit... It's a bit... Um, 
it's strange, you know. He's What's a bit about? Of a, some guy who's like just a bit of a perv, but then sometimes you think, oh, is he a perv? And then you're sort of like umming and ahhing, like, you, you, but then like he does stuff where you think, oh, nah, it's bang out of order. And then you're like, oh, is he? It's like messing with your head. Yeah, I might, I'm gonna have to watch it because yeah, everyone, it, yeah. everyone seems to be watching it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's finish off on this question. Ben Jackson says, What are Oban's opinions on veganism? Aha, uh-huh. well, I've never understood it myself, but I, I get the concept. But when did it happen, veganism? Like a couple of years ago, something like that. Let's yeah. say 100 years. It's probably not been around for 100 years. But think of what all the cavemen did. For, think of, like, the food chain. Yeah? Yeah. It's natural to eat meat, but then they'll turn around and go, no, it's like you're killing the planet. To me, it just doesn't make any sense. If I was a chicken... Let me turn the brightness up. I can't... Oh, no, it is that. If I was a chicken... Right? And I was getting killed, but say you had like eyes and you could still see after you were dead, right? Just think mm. of this now. Imagine yeah. you with a chicken, you've just been killed, right? And he's like, oh, nightmare. <laughs> oh, well. And then he's sitting on this counter with a five pound sticker on yourself. And he's like, oh, nightmare. I can't believe it. And then the chicken's here, and then like the shelf above is like some chickpeas or like salad and tofu or vegan stuff, you know? Right? Yeah. yeah? So you've got this chicken with eyes now. He's looking at this customer. And then the customer's like, yeah, he's probably thinking, yeah, you know, I'm going to get picked up. You know, they're obviously going to buy me. I haven't died for nothing. <laughs> right? And then they go, oh, chick- nah, it's cruel. Chickpeas. If you were the chicken, you'd be like, I've just died. So someone will <laughs> pick up a bag of chickpeas while I'm sat dead on a counter for no reason. It's not on. Not on. So if, you know, if I was that chicken or turkey or whatever they are, I'd at least want to be served on a plate and feed a family at least. Yeah, but I get it. They're trying to nothing. stop. They're trying to... St- yeah, it's just dying for I get they're trying to stop all the animal cruelty and that, and I agree with that, but it's not going to happen, is it? Let's be fair. So. Yeah, I think there's a difference, though, isn't there, between, and that's what, I, the, see, I, I don't really, like, for me personally, if you want to be vegan, crack on. If you want to eat yeah. meat, crack on, whatever, I don't really give two shits what people do. But uh. unless they, like, hurting other people or they're upsetting other people. But what I can't handle is people who fucking preach to me and tell me what I should be doing. I yeah. can't handle that. Whether it's vegan or meat eaters or whoever, like I everyone I've ever tell me what I should be doing. I've had the same. I've had the same thing, but yeah, I I went to uni in Bristol, so as you can imagine, there's a lot of like flower power. <laughs> it just, they're just everywhere. So I'm telling you, I probably would have been like a vegan if I weren't someone kicking off at me every two seconds because I was like a chicken male or something. Yeah, or yeah. but do you think it puts you off, doesn't it? Like it puts you off even contemplating it. But I don't understand. Got, like How people haven't got you. But then people say, "Oh, you get your protein in other sources." But me as an athlete, when I'm cutting weight, I can't. 
like I need meat. Yeah. I need it. So, and if yeah, it's there on a counter in a packet, if one day I walked, walked in a shop, right, and there weren't a massive selection of meats and whatever, I say, oh, they've stopped killing the chickens or whatever. Fair enough. I'll go and grab some chickpeas. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Because you have to. It's not happening, is it? Let's be fair. Or if they said, if you stop buying this, we'll stop killing the animals. I'll say, all right, I'll stop buying it then. But they're always good. If I leave it there or not, someone else will buy it. It's, it's impossible, you know. Yeah, it is. Um, right. Oban, thank you for joining me, mate. Um, just before Pleasure. I close, close, close up the show, uh, tell the people where they can find you on Twitter and Instagram and all this uh, type of stuff. My Instagram is Oban Elliott. That's it. All lowercase, all one word. My Twitter is Oban Elliot underscore. And my Facebook page is Oban Elliot. All one word. That's the advantage of having a unique name. Yeah. That's Absolutely. me. Yeah. That's it. I've got to give a special shout out to my girlfriend, Liv. Top man. You know. You got to do it. Good thinking. Yeah, you got to. Uh, you know, she's in Australia at the moment. And my mate Chaxie's in Australia as well. Uh, so shout out to Chaxfield. All the boys. Bumhole, Matthias. <laughs> Jonesy. The Unt, Crocker, Lewis. I'm definitely Doily. I forgot him last time. Um, we have a ch- chat called SOTP. And if I don't mention them, they'll kick off. So there it is. There you go. All mentioned. Yeah, everyone's in there. Um, today's show was brought to you by Away Day Apparel. Visit www.awaydayapparel.co.uk. Latest clothes and offers with some big things planned for 2020. Definitely worth following them on Twitter at Away Day Apparel and Insta Away Day underscore apparel. Follow me, AceCast underscore nation on Twitter. Facebook.com slash AceCast nation. Subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ace Podcast Nation. That's the best way to support the show. There's uh, three new shows every week, video and audio, and uh, on all sorts of subjects. Again, Oban, thank you for joining me. Thank you. uh, People, thank you for watching, listening, and sending in a shitload of questions. Always good. Thank you. Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.